Before we begin, I would like to mention that this episode is extremely disgusting, and if you are squeamish, I would suggest not listening. Listener discretion is advised. Imagine your greatest high, your most sought-after ecstasy, the one thing you want most in your life. Now imagine that this high was to be slaughtered and eaten at the hands of a soft-spoken German man. Oh. Such was the case of a man named Bernd Brands. Stay tuned to hear all about that on The Reluctant Historian. What's up, everybody? I'm Liz Lawson, and this is our Reluctant Historian. Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So, if you love history... Or you absolutely hate it. This podcast is for you. We would like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement and recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Canada. So, Coda, guess is about today's topic. I mean, you can't have a guess because I told you what it's well, about. Yeah, but... yeah. I mean, just like this guy, his the best thing, the most important thing to him, which I'm guessing is his, his whammon. She gets slaughtered by this soft-spoken German dude um, that no one would have seen coming, or would they have? The soft-spoken type are are often you don't suspect them. So that's true. But yeah, I'm intrigued about this one because you you told me that it is disgusting. Yes. So I'm excited. I know you are. Yeah, so today's w- 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 Wicked Wednesday, Wicked Wednesday. Oh. is not for the faint of heart. Today we'll be talking about the cannibalistic death of Baron Brands at the hands of Armin Mivas. Army Hammer? Armin Mivas. Army Hammer's grandfather? <laughs> no. Listener discretion is highly advised for this episode. It gets pretty graphic and really fucking gross. Cool. Yes. So what's your gold nugget? Oh, yesterday you threw me a banging thirtieth birthday party, and it was fantastic. I turned thirty, and uh, well, by the time you listen to this, I will have turned thirty. Wow! And yeah, it was awesome. I <laughs> you decorated while I was in the basement, and yes, uh, I there, wouldn't let you come upstairs. Yeah, and there was um, there was Spider Man balloons. Uh, there was uh, Pokemon like oh, I want to say dangly things, but yeah. that sounds like testicles. <laughs> Uh, it was t- dangly testicle Pokemon no, they weren't testicles. hanging from the ceiling, just with pictures of Pokemon on them. Uh, your sister got me a balloon that said "Baby, Baby Boy." Boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the living room, there was a whole like kind of poster thing on the wall that was of Pokemon. It was kind of like one of those, you know, when you you're uh, you're downtown and you see like angel wings yep. that you get to take a photo op in front of and be a basic ass bitch. But nobody wanted to take photo op, so I was very sad. Oh. Well, we took photos in front of it. Like I made I made you guys. What? <laughs> okay, well, whatever. <laughs> the point is that uh yeah, it was just super well decorated. We uh you got every kind of Oreo they had at the store pretty much and I did get everyone that was at the store. Except for Golden. Except for Golden. Yeah, so don't we're not splitting hairs, dear. You didn't get them all. But <laughs> gotta catch them all. <laughs> you gotta catch them all. But uh yeah, and then uh just 
tons of chips and there's cake that we didn't didn't <laughs> eat but there was like we th- should post that on the instagram because it's so bad yeah uh, the cake she she i should not be a cake decorator she, she just wrote hap- i thought like i thought i could do it i was like ah like i know it's, it takes a lot of skill to be like a good cake decorator i'm not saying that like oh i could do that but like i thought i could like do something like decent looking yeah like but i was wrong so I've decorated a few cakes in my day for my friend Nick, who is um, from Holland. Uh, I decorated one uh, when he, it was his like, when he got a citizenship or something to Canada, and I, I drew a Canadian flag on it, and then I wrote, go back where you came from, foreigner. Mm. And I did a lot better of a job Shut than up. you did. I'm very talented <laughs> at wrote, many things. You just wrote... Happy, cake decorating is not you one. just wrote happy dakota <laughs> you didn't even write birthday well okay so i said happy dakota because i started writing happy birthday but then i remembered that i had bought happy birthday candles and so mm. i was like oh i don't need to write happy birthday i just need to like put your name on it yeah but i had already started the happy part so it became happy dakota happy dakota <laughs> well i was a happy dakota it was it was fun we played uh villainous uh, the, the disney game Yep. And we played Mario Party. Yeah, it was yeah. good times. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. What, what's your golden nugget? Decorating for your birthday. I <laughs> My goal is to be the hostess with the mostess. And well, I think you're already there. Thank you. And so decorating for your birthday was um, a big high for me. I really uh, enjoy hosting. I like having trips and food for people. When people come over, I like to give them drinks. Um, yeah, so that was just like a lot of fun for me. I like doing that. I yeah. I feel like, you know, maybe one day, maybe not. Maybe one day I could be like a wedding planner. I think I'd be good at it. Yeah, you could only be the Jennifer and not Aniston Lopez. Yeah, you could be the Jennifer Lopez of our generation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Even though she was the Jennifer Lopez of our generation, but yeah, mm, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're still you're still in your twenties. I'm still in my twenties <laughs> yeah. until tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Okay, Armin my Mives. So his name is German, and I took German, and I can read it in my head, and what I don't you know take, why. Why did you take German? Uh, I took it in high. Uh, I took it in university. I had to take it for my second degree. I think my wife is possessed, <laughs> just to put it on the record. And uh, I know how to pronounce his name, and I don't know why it's not coming out. I can see it and hear it in my head, and it's not coming out. Okay, well, then try again. Okay, Mivis, Mivis. The W in German makes a V sound, but and I'm not saying. What's his full saying. name? Armin Mives. Armin Mives. Well, I'm not going to say his name any last name anymore, so it doesn't really matter. But it's, okay. I'm just frustrated with myself. Yeah, and I'll just call him Army for short. Okay. <laughs> he was born in 1961 and was the only child of Valtred Mives. Armin had two older half brothers from his father's previous relationship with another woman. His father was a stern man who was largely uninterested in Armin. And eventually, when the marriage to Valtred broke up, his father abandoned Armin and his mother when Armin was eight, leaving his mother to be his sole caregiver. Often, she would admonish him in public and insisted on accompanying him everywhere, including on dates, and even to his army training excursions. Armin, lacking a father figure, created an imaginary brother called Frankie, through who Armin said would listen to him when his mother never would. You know what? Uh, I've had my share, fair share of imaginary friends. It's totally natural, okay? It is. And Until my cousin ran them over with a truck. Rude. True story. He he came in he t- uh, to the restaurant that we were at, and he said, sorry, I hit Davis and whatever your other 
I can't remember my other guy's name. I hit them with my your truck with his truck. I'm so sorry. And why did he do this to you? Well, it was a sick fuck up joke, but the real fucked up thing is that they were actually dead to me. Oh no, baby. it wasn't like I just like moved on. I was like, oh yeah, okay. No, that day they died. Oh, that's really sad. Yes, it is. Also around this time, Armin discovered the fairy tale Hansel and Gretel, where the children were captured by a witch and fattened up in order to be consumed by her. Oh, and he was just like, just loved this. He's like, yeah, I want to do that. He did love that story. He was very much into it. At age 12, Armin began to fantasize about eating his friends so that they would become part of him and stay with him forever, hinting at the loneliness that Armin felt. He states, over the years, I would add various components. The boys were also people I found attractive and who I imagined as my brother. And then I thought, if they were to become part of me, I would have to eat them. Mm. Armin described his life as lonely, without family to keep him company, and he said that he felt very lonesome after the family had fallen apart. When his mother died, she left him the family's large mansion in the German town of Amstetten. When she died, Armin was totally alone for the first time in his life. He reportedly constructed a shrine to his mother in the house, complete with a plastic mannequin that he would lay on a pillow each night. Oh, I I bet he did weird stuff to it. Maybe. After his mother's death, he also developed an interest in internet pornography, particularly porn that featured torture and pain. According to a friend, Bertold Seberg, Armin stated that he was confused over his sexuality and admitted to Bertrold at his party in the year 2000 that he was receiving emails from someone who wanted to know whether he was ripe for slaughter. Oh, oh. Wait, what year was this? 2000. Oh, so not even that long ago. Because when I picture this, I picture it long, long ago, maybe because, I don't know, they're German and <laughs> feel like they're, they're old-timey Germans. Right. But for whatever reason, but... Then you said internet porn, and I'm like, that is somewhat recent. Yes. Mr. Seberg said, I got goose pimples. I thought, what kind of perverts communicate on the internet with each other like that? (laughs) Was it you? (laughs) I I have to go. (laughs) Mr. Seberg became further concerned for Armin after he and his wife visited Armin at his mansion. The wife told Seberg that all the upstairs rooms were soiled with cat excrement, and others were packed with old computers and even a safe. But his mother's room was immaculate. Her dressing gown and slippers were laid out next to the bed, as if she could return any minute. So it was those internet sites that Armin had found that led him on to the dark side of the web and chat rooms about cannibalism. Oof. Eventually in 2000, Armin placed an ad on a fetish website called The Cannibal Cafe. Oh. It read... Is that still a thing? No. Oh, really? Oh, you dang. can't go dang. there. <laughs> Dakota. It read... I am looking for a young, well-built male aged 18 to 30 to be slaughtered and consumed. What do they get out of it? They get to get eaten. Oh, God. Amazingly, Armin received lots of replies to his request. What? Mm-hmm. Although many responses were from people indulging in their cannibal fantasies via instant messages. The first... So they didn't actually want to be eaten. It was more like just like a... It's like... For Again. I don't understand it, but like apparently it's like a turn on to these people to imagine being eaten yes. without actually being eaten. Yes, mm, I get it. <laughs> the first man Armin found wanted Armin to pick him up in a cattle truck and slaughter him like a pig. Oh, so they met at the train station and returned to Armin's mansion. The man began licking Armin's butchering boots and was being wrapped up to be slaughtered when he decided to back out. Oh. Instead of missing out on a good time, they decided to just fool around, drink beer, and eat pizza. 
Another man made a shocking suggestion that Armin actually couldn't go through with. He had asked Armin to, quote, burn his testicles with a flamethrower oh. and hammer his body down with nails and pins all while being whipped to death. What the fuck? Armin did not go through with this offer. I mean, good for him. That's like, well. <laughs> that's uh, like, I can't even imagine you're just like, one last ride. And uh, like, this is your ride off into the sunset of like sexual pleasure yeah i i feel like you're gonna be quite upset when we get to the whole meat of this story oh we're not there no oh is it something to do with eyes eyes getting go eyes no eyes thank god that'd (laughs) be my nightmare armin later stated that he wouldn't kill anyone who is not willing to die and yeah and so armin went back to the drawing board the cannibal cafe posting under the pseudonym frankie after his imaginary brother while growing up, he posted the same ad, looking for a well-built male to be slaughtered and eaten. And again, he received a genuine response. This time from 43-year-old Bernd Jürgen Brands. On the outside, Bernd seemed like a happy, well-adjusted man. He was a successful, financially secure professional who was living with his partner and had also just purchased a new television and kitchen set for their apartment in Berlin. <laughs> Can you imagine if I was just like, like, well, honey, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm leaving you, but it's not why you think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be upset. I, I would imagine so. <laughs> yes. However, he had a self-destructive side too and a secret obsession with sexual mutilation. Mm. One of his former partners, Victor Serrano, claimed that Bernd had offered him 3,000 pounds to bite off his penis. That's not a lot for that. Well, 3,000 pounds? Yeah, so Bernd wanted Victor to bite off Bernd's penis and mm. was going to give him 3,000 pounds to do it. Yeah, but that's not a lot of money. I mean, it's like $6,000. Yeah, that's not a lot of money. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> for, for losing one's penis? No, no, Victor doesn't have to lose his penis. He gets to do the biting and get $6,000. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, God. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah, so Bernd was going to give him money to bite off Bernd's penis. penis. Yes. This is So I'm very, Liz knows this, but listeners might not know, I'm very visual when you say something, I picture it in its fullest entity, mm-hmm. and right now I'm just playing it back and forth in my mind of a penis getting bitten off. Unfortunate for you. This is a living hell. Mm-hmm. Mr. Serrano had met Bernd in 1998 through an advertisement in a magazine. During their three-year relationship, Serrano stated that Bernd kept urging him to bite off his penis. He wanted to be bitten everywhere, but the penis was his fantasy, his obsession. Mm. Bernd, therefore, seemed like the perfect fit for Armin, who wants to eat somebody. Bernd believed that Armin would help him to achieve his ultimate high. Through the Cannibal Cafe, Armin and Bernd discussed the best way for Bernd to be consumed and the subsequent disposal of his body. They exchanged messages for more than a month when it was decided that Bernd would travel to finally meet Armin. On the 9th of March, 2001, Bernd entered Armin's home. The home itself was chaotic, with most rooms cluttered with mess and mementos of Armin's mother everywhere. Once inside, Armin took Bernd to his bedroom. First, they made love, which, according to Case File, wasn't the way that Armin wanted it. Bernd was apparently forceful and way more aggressive than Armin was expecting, and he kept asking Armin to bite off his penis. Oh. Armin was taken back by this and seemed unwilling to go through with their plan, so Bernd backed off a bit. 
Eventually, Armin took Bernd to see the slaughter rooms. Then they decided it was time. Armin began by setting up a video camera to film the entire event, and then he gave Bernd 20 sleeping pills. Okay, this is my last chance. If you want to back out now, listeners, now's the time. Oh, I and I, even I'm feeling a little squeamish. Like, I'm like... You know how I, I like I love a good cannibal story, but like I feel weird in my tummy. <laughs> yes, you should. I I texted Dakota after doing the research for this episode, being like, I need to take a shower. Like I feel gross. Yeah, like like the 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 penis biting really got me. But I don't. What's about to come next? Just please, please shut this off. <laughs> stop, stop, stop listening, listening to now. us. Unsubscribe. <laughs> no, don't unsubscribe. Burn, just, burn just... your phone. <laughs> Okay, so he gave Bernd 20 sleeping pills, a bottle of schnapps, and an entire bottle of cough medicine. And again, Bernd asked Armin to bite off his penis. This time, Armin obliged. However, Armin could not bite entirely through the flesh with only his teeth. And instead, he managed to burst both Bernd's testicles before he grabbed a kitchen knife to remove the rest of Bernd's member. No, no. In a later memoir, Armin said that Bernd screamed horribly for maybe 20 to 30 seconds. The blood was squirting from the open wound similar to a fountain. I told you. I I think I'm in a catatonic state now. I just... I... That is... The worst possible thing that could have happened. I can't believe Army Hammer would do this kind of thing. Oh. <clears throat> Armin uh, offered Bernd a bit of his own penis to uh, taste. However, the organ was too uh, chewy for either man to enjoy. So to solve the problem, Armin proceeded to fry up the severed flesh in a bit of Bernd's fat and some garlic. According to his testimony in court, however... However, Armin became distracted by taking care of a hemorrhaging Bernd because he's still bleeding out. Yeah. And ended up burning the quote-unquote food. Oh, no. Burnt penis? That's the worst kind of hell. <laughs> oh. Are you going to be okay? I don't know. <laughs> this is, this is um, you know, eating somebody is one thing, but penis mutilation, it's just... It's just too real, you know? This was his ultimate high. Like, this is what he had wanted for his entire life. So he's, like, pumped, I guess. Like, I don't... And, like, he asked for this. Like, let me be clear. He consented to this plenty of times. I don't get it. I don't get it, man. Yes. Like, I know there's, like, some fetishes out there that are, like, you do you, girl. But, like... Whew. Well, I, I, the part that I don't <sighs> understand is it's, like... Okay, so you're 43. You want your penis bit off. You wouldn't be able to feel this again. Like you, this would be the one yeah. only time you would get this. That's why I, I uh, sort of made a loose Fast and Furious reference to one last ride. Yeah, because it's like after this, this is it. Yes. You can't. There's no more orgasming anymore. Well, he does want to be eaten as well. So I mean, right. So he's just done. He's yes. like completely like it's not just a foot. It's like he wants to be consumed fully. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's keep going. Bernd remained conscious despite the excessive blood loss, but he was too weak to stand. Armin then took him and placed him in a bathtub in order for Bernd to bleed out. According to Armin, Bernd was delirious with happiness at having his penis chopped off, and so he agreed to soak in the warm tub until he slipped into unconsciousness and eventual death. He died before he got eaten? Not yet. Oh, okay. Armin, that was the plan, that he would just slip into death. Right, right. Armin, well, and, and Armin wasn't planning to eat him alive. Like, they wanted him to die. That was the goal. Oh, I see. I thought he wanted part of the high was to be eaten alive. No, sorry. Okay. 
Armin gave him some more sleeping pills and painkillers and waited in another room reading Star Trek for the next three hours. But when he checked on Bernd next, he was shocked to see that he was still alive. Mm -hmm. Kissing him on the forehead, Armin finally killed him by stabbing Bernd in the neck, later claiming, I waited, horrified, for the end after doing the deed. It took so long. (sighs) Okay. However, now that Armin had fulfilled Bernd's fantasies, it was time for Armin to experience his. Uh Armin had designed a special room in his house called the Slaughter Room that was designed specifically for the purpose of cutting up another human. The windowless room was furnished with a bed and a special cage for holding Armin's victims. I don't know why I say victims there, because he only had one victim. Yeah. Armin proceeded to hang Bernd's body on a butchering hook that was suspended from the ceiling and used two different saws to cut the body into edible portions. Placing the pieces into freezer bags, he stacked them neatly in a secret compartment in the bottom of his refrigerator next to some takeaway pizza. I think I need to stop. Hold on. I'm going to do Sorry. Oh my god, are you okay? No. I'm going to pause this, okay? I feel like if we had sponsors, that uh, would have been a great point to stop to take a listen from our sponsors because <laughs> uh, i almost threw up yes i he was white I, as a ghost i had to stop from this terrible story and go lay on the bathroom floor because that i had such a visceral reaction to it and i don't know what happened <laughs> yeah well we realized maybe you are human maybe i am human and not a psychopath like we all thought i this is maybe like therapy for me because I don't think I like cannibalism anymore. Perfect. I will never do a cannibal episode ever again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So, but, and we, we just had a discussion on whether we were going to continue or, or stop putting out an episode this week. But Liz said we're getting close to being done. So I sucked it up and decided we'll finish it. But. Again, if you're having any sort of visceral reaction uh, to this, I I suggest you shut it off because yes. it's not going to get any better. <laughs> no. I presume. No. Okay. Let's get back to it. Okay. Like Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs, Armin took great pleasure in preparing his first meal of human flesh. He set the table with candles, used his best dishes, and opened a bottle of his finest South African wine. Some sources even claim that he kept Berndt's head for this moment, propping it up on the table so that he would not have to eat alone. However, some uh, sources say that he buried the head in the backyard. So I don't know which one's true. Okay. Armin chose, quote, a piece of rump steak, a piece from his back for this special occasion, and he prepared it with potatoes and sprouts. He told the court that the meat tasted like pork, but stronger, more substantial. Over a period of 10 months, Armin would go on to defrost and cook several parts of Berndt's body in olive oil and garlic, eventually consuming about 53 pounds of human flesh before he was caught. According to Armin, with every bite, my memory of him grew stronger, and he was able to revisit the most memorable evening of his life again and again with each new meal. In all, Armin was able to carve off about 65 pounds of flesh from the body and even tried to grind Berndt's bones into flour. Leftovers, teeth, and inedible organs were buried in the garden next to his home. Then, when the meat began to run low, Armin got back online and began searching for his next meal. Back on Cannibal Cafe, he boasted of having eaten human body parts before. And in July 2001, 
a student who was exploring the dark web found himself in Armin's chat room, where Armin tried to convince him to be eaten. The student was taken aback by how sincere Armin sounded and alerted the German authorities to what he had read. They eventually raided Armin's home and discovered the slaughter room, as well as the freezer with suspicious-looking meat inside. Armin claimed that it was just wild pig, however, they sent it off for testing, which confirmed that it was human flesh. The most damning piece of evidence the police found was the videotape that Armin had made of the entire slaughter. Mm. It was a four-hour-long tape that the oh. police officers had to view to be sure of what oh. they were accusing Armin of. And, and you, you, like, I thought this was bad. Can you imagine having to watch that? Fuck. Yeah, those poor guys. I would, like, throw up so hard. Absolutely. <sighs> they also looked through all of Armin and Berndt's correspondence, where they saw that Berndt had actually been a willing participant in the actions of the night. So, again, like, he had consented to this. Yeah. He wanted it. Very, like, clearly consented. I'm yeah. not just saying but I wanted it. But then cannibalism's legal. So, right? Uh, it's legal in Germany, yeah. It is legal? It is legal in Germany. So oh, I'll so get he into didn't that. do anything wrong. <laughs> Technically, no. <laughs> okay. Armin reportedly admitted to what he had done almost straight after his arrest. However, it still took the police seven months to put together a case, partly because they were like, what the fuck do we charge him with? Right. Sorry, consensual cannibalism is legal. <laughs> No, cannibalism is legal. You can just eat people? Apparently. Still? <laughs> I guess so. And also, because like, Germany has a different legal system than us, helping somebody to die isn't necessarily illegal in Germany either. So, like, like euthanasia, you mean? No, helping somebody to die. Wasn't that what that is? Uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. No, well, no, somebody wants to die, you pull the plug on them kind of thing? Yeah, but like, not it's not necessarily pulling the plug, right? Like, Baron didn't get his plug pulled. Well, if his dick was the plug, then he, then he got it pulled. I mean, like, right? Like, he asked Armin to help him die. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I guess that's euthanasia. Anyways. <laughs> they should... They should uh, this is a complete side <laughs> point, but they should make a, a very clever artsy film called Youth in Asia. <laughs> and it's about euthanasia happening in Asia, but it's about, like, these you know, young kids in Asia. Yeah, it's a great story. There we go. Take that, okay. Hollywood. <laughs> However, there was one slight problem. Even though Armin had offered a full confession of his crimes, the lawyers prosecuting the crime soon discovered that cannibalism is not actually illegal in Germany. They discovered this? They're like, well, son of a bitch. Yeah, they just assumed it was, and they're like, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, who wrote the law that said, yeah, cannibalism, that's legal? A, like, well, a they probably No, they probably didn't have a law that said that it oh. was legal. They probably just didn't have any laws that says it was illegal. And they haven't changed it since? I don't know if they have or not. Hmm. Yeah. And with the videotape and written correspondence, it was clear that Berndt wanted to die at Armin's hands. They were unsure of what to charge Armin with, because... They're like, this feels really wrong. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but they're like, we don't really know what to charge him with, because we don't have anything on the law books yeah. in order to do it. So anyways, in the end, Armin was charged with murder for the purpose of sexual pleasure and disturbing the peace of the dead. Armin's defense lawyers responded with a unique defense, claiming that since Berndt actually had agreed to be killed and eaten, it would negate the charge of disruption of the peace. His defense went on to say that Armin was, at worst, guilty of killing on demand. So that's, you know, it's not really illegal to kill somebody when they want you to. They will send you to jail for it, but it's like, I think, a five-year sentence. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, which is only punishable by five years in jail. Yeah. During his pretrial interview, Armin claimed to feel better and more stable after eating Berndt, and he claimed that his English language skills had even improved. 
<laughs> this, he believed, was due to the fact that Berndt was actually fluent in English. At the trial, the jurors were forced to endure watching a 19-minute clip of the night. Again, poor fucking viewers. In the aftermath, many of them had to attend therapy afterwards as a way to erase the horrifying images that they were forced to see. The video was deemed too disturbing to show and was promptly locked away in a police warehouse so it could not be leaked to the press. The video is rumored to show sex and conversation between the two men, as well as the eventual slaughter of Berndt. Although some screenshots have actually been leaked, the video is not available anywhere online and is rumored to actually have been destroyed after the trial to avoid voyeurs and copycats. While the video was horrifying and incriminating, it did also show Berndt giving his explicit consent to everything that happened that night and corroborated Armin's testimony about consensual cannibalism. So he wanted it. Armin never denied any of his cannibalistic behavior and seemed genuinely sorry for having done this horrible act. During his trial, he expressed regret for wrongdoing and claimed he wanted to write a book detailing his life so that no one would be tempted to follow in his footsteps. His story created a storm in Germany and indeed the entire world, and websites dedicated to him began popping up on the internet. Armin actually did not like this development and made a statement to the public saying that anyone looking to eat another human being should go in for treatment so it didn't escalate like it did with him. Mm. While Armin seemed to enjoy the process of butchering and parceling parts of the body, the real thrill for him came when he was able to eat it. Described by psychiatrists as a highly specific form of fetishism, where his desire for attachment and comfort is achieved by contact to his fetish. Armin found tremendous pleasure in preparing and devouring the body of Berndt. His fetish was to eat the flesh of a man he knew and liked. The experience not only fulfilled an ongoing fantasy that he had had from childhood, so remember Hansel and Gretel, mm -hmm. but it also created a meaningful connection between him and his victim. This condition is known as paraphilia, which is intense sexual arousal resulting from deviant behavior, in this case cannibalism. By eating Berndt, Armin was able to achieve both a sexual and emotional release, giving him a feeling of contentment and well-being. So this, this man is very sick. Armin was eventually convicted of manslaughter and was sentenced to only eight years in prison. Oh, wow. The case attracted tons of attention, especially when he received such a light prison term. In 2005, however, he was retried for his crimes after an appeal by prosecutors who wanted to put him away for murder. It was unclear during the proceedings if Armin had killed purely for sexual pleasure or if he had done it because Berndt had asked him to. So that's the question. Did mm -hmm. he do it for himself or did he do it for Berndt? Right. Psychologists in court testified that Armin could reoffend and still had ongoing fantasies about devouring the flesh of young people. So probably we should keep him locked up. Yeah. In 2006, Armin was finally convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison. Oh, wow. He has since written his memoirs in prison and has actually become a vegetarian. Oh. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. So Dakota, what do you think? This is going to be your lowest rated episode. Hey. <laughs> You almost made me throw up. <laughs> but I gave you what you wanted. Uh, uh, too much of a good thing is a bad thing, I guess. I guess so. Uh, I was horrified. Good. And I recently learned I'm human. Yes. Because I had this such a visceral reaction. And I'm sorry to the listeners that had to go through this. I really want to know what other people thought so while of the story. Yeah, while I was writing it, I was like, I don't know... Because, like, I think about our listeners, like, especially the ones that, like, you know, correspond with us and yeah. we give shout outs to quite often. I I am quite nervous about publishing this episode because I don't know what they're going to think about it. Yeah. 
yeah, it's an it's an interesting one. Um, I I think historically, because I just want yeah. to talk. Like, I don't want to say we just did this for the glory or not the glory, but like the glorification of this disgusting deed. Like, it wasn't voyeuristic or it's anything. It's not a shock value. No, like I want. I what I think is interesting about it is one that there's no uh, precedent for not eating people in Germany. Yeah. Like I thought that was historically interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And then the question of consent, right? Like, so when I first heard this story, I was kind of like, yeah, okay, so Armin's fucked up and yeah. like needs help, but yeah. does he deserve to go to jail? Yeah. He, while he killed somebody and ate them, mm-hmm. did what that person asked him to do. So where is his legal right? That's my question when I hear this story. And that's what I think is interesting about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, where, where do his rights as a consenting albeit maybe we don't agree with the way he's consenting but like as a consenting adult to this right right? like what and because he's punished to life in prison for something that again it is fucked up i'm not trying to say it's not fucked up but the other person agreed yeah and wanted everything that happened yeah so including the death yeah and so what right does the law have and i'm not saying that they this is right or wrong but like my question is what right does the law have to say we think this is horrific so we're gonna put you away for life yeah maybe he needs to go to therapy or something yeah i don't know maybe like um yeah like uh arkham asylum or something in batman yeah that's maybe where he needs to go (laughs) because he's clearly a villain but no just like uh to like a treatment facility or something Mm -hmm. like that but like i don't know where i stand on it because it's such a such a tough question which is why i would like to hear what people think on this if they have thoughts on it so I are you ready for my rating? I'm or? ready for your rating. Okay. Wait, okay. Berndt was he Berndt. a big guy? No, he was small. Shit. For this joke, let's pretend he because he's also gay, right? Bisexual. For this joke, he <laughs> is both gay and a large man. Okay. I give this three. Oh boy. Bernstein Bears out of 10. It's a good joke, though. Thank it's you. It's a good joke. I know. I was like thinking about that. I was like the whole episode. I was like, how can I work Bernstein Bears into this? Yeah. Because <laughs> so. that's my thing is I just gravitate. to. I hear one word. And I'm like, I have to make the whole joke about this. The whole episode is about this. So, yeah, three. That's what you get. Uh, this should have been higher based on my track record for cannibalism. Yeah. But. I've never had such a reaction like that that I had to actually stop and go to the bathroom. Yeah, you were you were not doing so hot. No. I told you. I was like, I need to but, take a shower after this. But like... You t- didn't believe me when I said no, it was horrible. Well, no, I, I, because I've, you know, I've seen some well, horrible movies and stuff yeah. which, like that, right? Like, I've, you know... But those I, are movies. This is real life. It's true. But I've seen in Hostel 2, a man gets his... Uh, a ding dong clipped off with a like a tool mm. and then fed to some dogs. Maybe they were inspired by Bernd and Armin. Maybe, maybe. So well, I'm sorry that I hurt you. You should be. <laughs> you saw how she verbally abused me on this episode with this <laughs> this information. Take that to your courts. Yeah, I don't know. It. I don't know how we're going to show our audience that this is that horrible, and then they're not going to just want to like barrel through like. Maybe we should record a pre-roll or something being like, really don't listen to this. Nah, fuck them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. 
Well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts, leave a review, or tell your friends about us, because indie podcasts really do grow through word of mouth. But maybe don't tell them about this episode. Maybe tell them about, like, the Disney episode. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And if you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian, or on Facebook under The Reluctant Historian Podcast, or leave us a tip at buymeacoffee.com slash thehistorian. You can also shoot us an email with future show ideas or corrections you may have noted to thereluctanthistorian at gmail.com. So, we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. I can't believe Army Hammer did all those things. <laughs> <laughs>